Welcome to the Calvary Podcast, a ministry of Calvary Episcopal Church recorded live in Memphis. The Calvary Podcast is weekly sermons, but also conversations, reflections, and provocations about the mystery of God and what it means to be human in the world in need of repair. It's scary out there. And by out there, I mean out on the sea. Whether you're sitting in the boat or walking on the water, the waves batter the boat and the wind is against the disciples far from land. And when they see Jesus approaching, they are terrified. Peter is scared right there with them. And when he climbs over the side of the boat and onto the surface of the water, the fear comes along with him and he starts to sink. It's scary out on the sea, whether you're sitting in the boat or walking on the water. I get it. I understand this constant presence of fear. I live in the same world that Liza Fletcher lived in. Some mornings, I watch the little blue dots on my phone that are my children making their way the mile and a half to school and feel better when they get there. And some days I worry until we're all back home again in the afternoon. There are big fears. How can we possibly turn the tide of vitriol in our politics and violence in our neighborhoods. And there are small ones. Why did I say that in the meeting the other day? Do I even belong here? Not to mention that we all know it's been the hottest summer globally since we started keeping track. It's scary in the boat And it's scary outside the boat. The wind is against us and the waves are battering. So I find myself repeating that old Breton fisherman's prayer, Oh God, thy sea is so great and my boat is so small. This old story is set in boats and is about waves and fear Yet the conversation between Jesus and his friends is also about something else, something more. Jesus tells them and us how we are to navigate these treacherous seas. Though it's true that Jesus speaks only briefly in this story, this isn't one with sermons and long, long parables. But twice, he addresses the hearts of Peter and the disciples. Immediately, Jesus spoke to them and said, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. Take heart. Be courageous. Use your heart muscle in this moment of fear. When you are clenched and frightened, when you are terrified, thinking you see a ghost or any number of dire visions, take heart. And then again, Jesus immediately reached out his hand and caught Peter, saying, You of little faith, why did you doubt? 
But where, you're wondering, is the heart language in that line? Well, another way that some translate these words from Jesus is slightly less chastising and sounds more like Jesus sees Peter and says something more like, faint heart, what got into you? I know your heart is beating a mile a minute. I know it's scary out here. You're doing a really hard, impossibly brave thing. Of course you're shaking and trembling. Our little hearts, a half pound of muscle for women, just nine or ten ounces for the average guy, can seem just like the Breton's small boat, a wash in a vast sea. It's scary in the boat and outside the boat. Against the battering winds of fear, the dire news of the day, all the things that could and sometimes do go wrong, how in the world is my little heart going to produce the requisite courage that it takes to meet the moment? The answer is to practice climbing out of boats. Not because that's not scary, but because it is. We have to keep climbing out of boats because the only other word that Jesus says in this whole story is come. Come on out here. This is where the world is. This is where life is happening. Yeah, this is risky and windy, and this is where I am. Our hearts were built for propelling us out toward God. And even when they tremble and skip a beat, our hearts were built for the open water. I have to tell you that I didn't really want that to be the answer. Because I live in the same world that you live in. And I know that it would be nice to stay home and lock the doors and maybe unplug the Wi-Fi because the sea is deep and wild and the winds are shifting and because our hearts and our boats are just ridiculously small. Because even poor old Peter, who got so many things wrong again and again in these stories, knew that staying in the boat wasn't the answer. Because if it's scary in the boat and it's scary outside the boat, then maybe the answer is actually to ask Jesus to help us climb outside of the boat, to say our prayers, to take a breath, to feel our heart beating, and to put one leg over the side and take a step or two. Because fortifying our hearts behind walls isn't going to make them stronger. And waiting until we're not afraid will be a very long wait. So Jesus says, come, even while your heart is fluttering. And maybe it's not even always also so hard. Irish poet Seamus Heaney once described a drive he took along an oceanside coast. 
when the wind and the light are working off each other so that the ocean on one side is wild with foam and glitter. He said almost to himself at the end of his poem, a poem about writing a poem, useless to think you'll park and capture it more thoroughly. You're neither here nor there, a hurry through which known and strange things pass as big, soft, buffeting, come at the car sideways and catch the heart off guard and blow it open. It's scary in the boat and outside the boat. It's unnerving just skirting the coastline sometimes and it's wild with foam and glitter. As we make our way through this known and strange world, buffeting winds will come at us sideways and catch the heart off guard and blow it open. I imagine that's something of what happened to Peter in the pre-dawn hours. He was scared in the boat, and he was scared walking on the water. But that strange morning blew his little heart open just a little bit more than it was before. He was still living in the world, a world that would stay violent and confusing but his heart kept beating and kept propelling him out toward God and out into the open waters. After all, he still had quite a ride in front of him when the boat pulled up ashore later that day. And of course, none of it was easy for him. And it won't be easy for us to climb out of our little boats. And sometimes we won't do it. We'll stay put and watch someone else, and be in charge of the sails, or just stay low. Other times, a big buffeting wind will catch the heart off guard and blow it open before we even know what's happened, and we'll be dazzled by the light and the foam and the glitter, because it can be beautiful. Still, other times, we'll get hurt, and we'll cry out for help. It's scary out there. And by out there, I mean out on the sea, whether you're sitting in the boat or walking on the water. This world is just as broken and prone to violence as it was when Jesus and the disciples pulled ashore and turned toward Jerusalem. Our hearts are just as small and fragile as theirs, and our hearts are just as capable of being blown open by the beauty and wonder of it all by the unimaginable depths of the sea, its glitter and foam. O Lord, thy sea is so great, and my boat is so small. Help me, help us to clamber out of these rickety vessels, out onto the open water where you are waiting for us. Show us what it means to take heart to feel our hearts beating, and to trust that you are there in our hearts and in the boat and out at sea. If you're curious about Calvary Episcopal Church, we are an eclectic bunch of Christian people who don't all think the same thoughts or dress the same way or vote for the same candidates, or even believe all the same things about the mystery of God and what it means to be human. 
But we do believe that we need each other because of our differences, not in spite of them. And that God calls us into unity, not uniformity. Subscribe to the Calvary Podcast at calvarymemphis.org slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Visit Calvary in person at the corner of 2nd and Adams in the heart of downtown Memphis, Tennessee.